Hello all, Graham here on the way back from Easter Road. Myself and Colin are on the MH just now, looking forward to heading to Ibrox after picking up a good solid three points today. How are you doing Colin? I'm very well, I'm very well. If, um, if I'm speaking more nonsense than usual, it's because I'm driving and um, I've already had some constructive feed, uh, constructive criticism on my driving today, so my priority is getting us back along the MH. But, no, I'm very good after a solid Rangers victory. Uh, I must say, Colin, my nail marks will be in the dashboard of your car. <laughs> uh, it's been an experience, but yeah, we're well, well, well on our way back to Ibrook. So, look, obviously we um, came to Easter Road after hearing uh, Michael Beale after the after the game talk about, you know, having 12 players out, losing goals and specifically not great. Was there any surprises for you on the lineup today? So I didn't actually realise the extent of the injury problems he spoke about losing Glenn Kamara and Scott Wright yesterday um, in the um, in the build up and uh, Robbie Matondo in the warm up as well. So when he said he had like 10, 12 players out, um, that, that that surprised me. I thought today's lineup was all just really based on getting getting young players minutes and trying to give people an opportunity to impress next uh, for next season, but um, it probably makes today's victory a bit more impressive when they've had to hang Rabbi Matondo was in for a start and they've changed that last minute. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, obviously, the start to the game was quite lively. Uh, a couple of early corners and maybe a break on from Hibs. Uh, how did you feel on intensity and urgency went after that? Uh, you and I spoke um, about the corners. We were looking quite sharp. I think John Suter and Leon King um, had a couple of unlucky efforts um, cleared up away by the defenders and David Marshall as well. So at that point, I'm thinking the Rangers are, are maybe going to go and stamp their authority on the game. And I think we were both frustrated where we dominated the ball, uh, but there was just no intensity. We didn't look to go and, go and kill them off early on. We were very comfortable playing through the middle um, and, and with that, a lot of you know, meaningless 5-10 yard passes. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Obviously, let's get to the, the half hour mark uh, when we take the lead now. Let's move before the talking out the, the goal from our captain, the, the foul before it. There seems to have been some um, punditry on Sky Sports and obviously Lee Johnson in the press, press room after claiming that it wasn't a foul. I mean, what, what's your thoughts? It looked a foul to me. I mean, if, if God go. Uh, no, if Leon King was to do that to Kevin Isbeth, for example, it wouldn't be a conversation. Um, it's a clear foul as far as I'm concerned. Even if it was a foul at the time, you showed me the replay back and the the Hibs players, he's a, it's a two-arm push. So the left hand comes out and pushes and then the right forearm comes across. It's, it's half push, half clothesline. There's argument and say there's not a lot of power behind it, but it doesn't even matter. It's still, it's still a foul. It's still stopping Todd Campbell. Um, getting by him without um, using his body, he's got his hands raised for him. I've got to say as well, part of me feels that Todd Cantwell's going to be the next player in the Premier League who's going to be widely detested throughout because of his quality and it seems like he's going to have this label that he goes down easily. He's too skillful for a lot, his quality shows through and if you're telling me that's not a foul then I don't know what a foul is, two hands on the chest. But look, enough about that, uh, the free kick itself, I think there was a video shared from uh, on social media about 
Tav telling Hadji to trust me before he hit the free kick, and what a free kick it was. Honestly, that's, uh, I know this isn't the time or place for it, but I, I can't understand why uh, why people would want to move Tav on, and this is just one of the many reasons. Um, his deliveries uh, of late um, for corners and free kicks, and and his execution of free kicks as well. This was beautiful. I know David Marshall has to do so much better, and absolutely um, he does, but the balls are having to try it. And it's all fine and well saying that David Marshall has to have a stronger hand on it. And Tavernier makes it difficult with getting the pace on it as well. It's, it's so finely placed, but getting getting the speed of the ball on that as well, just, it, it does make it difficult for Marshall. Look, it's easy to speak about Marshall and him having a fag before the free kick, etc. But look, the, the placement was unbelievable. And I think on Tav's 400 appearance to score a free kick at Easter Road uh, after that first goal on his debut for Rangers at poetic. Easter Road is poetic. And yeah, I don't think we can say enough about James Tavernier, to be honest. But look, moving on, just before half time, I think we tweeted that um, Lowry was warming up, maybe possible substitution. It didn't happen, so it's likely it was precautionary. However, um, I think a, a lot of the gallant few followers had suggested maybe Hadji would, would be deserving coming off. Not a great impression. How did you see Hadji's first half performance? So, you know, I'm, I'm quite biased when it comes to Yanis Hadji, but I didn't think he was, he was ready in the first half. Um, even I can admit that. And I, I probably would have liked to have seen him go off at half time for maybe Lowry or Darfield, excuse me. Um, it's, I was was surprised to see him uh, come come back on, but I thought he's Michael Beal was justified in his and his decision to keep him on. He took his role so so well, and he was speaking in the press conference afterwards about the emotion attached to that goal for not just Yanis Hadji but for the team as well. He's a very very well liked player in that dressing room, isn't he? He is, and yeah, look, it's I think it's worth touching on just how much it meant to him clearly. Uh, you could see the emotion in his eyes, and yeah, as you've said, Bill said, like he's a, a well liked player in our uh, dressing room, and it meant a lot to the players. But he did take the goal well. I mean, after the rebound, quite awkward coming back to him. He took it well, lovely finish. It was, and that's what that, that is what you get for Yanis Hadji. And it's, I think we need to remember the player we were getting, the, the performances we were getting for him before his injury. He's never going to be a and the coalition or Ryan Jack, where he's just involved in everything to start to finish. He will drift in and out of games, but what he can do is he's he, he can be clinical when it matters. He can pop up with a moment of magic when it matters, um, and he can he can be quite decent off the ball too. Um, and you know, he's I think just I think it kind of sums up his Arsenal quite well. He's he's got the shot away with his right foot, and then instinctively he's got it got the goal with his left foot, he's, he does, he's got a range of passing and a range of shooting as well, that is what you get for Yanis Hadji. Yeah, so obviously the next half an hour, um, maybe not largely eventful, but um, how do you think we controlled the game at 2-0? Um, I, I said to you that once we went to 2-0, I don't see Hibs coming back in there at all. I thought um, Hibs, to be fair, were probably looking a bit dangerous in the first half and were maybe making us a bit nervous at times, but... Um, no, I thought the, we were going to take the wind right with ourselves at 2-0 and I, I think Rangers were comfortable. Um, it's a time margins. 
when you play like we did in the first half, um, where it was kind of slow, lack of energy, we dominate the ball, you don't have the same nervousness when you're two nil up with that. I think as well worth noting, obviously two nil. McCrory makes a couple of really solid saves. Now, I thought he was a bit nervy specifically early on with a couple of crosses in the first half, but um, at 2-0, I mean, that save specifically, I think it was Nisbet's header. Um, he also tipped on over the bar. Do you see him as number one next season, or do you think we're going to get somebody else in? I think... I, I don't like the idea of Robbie McCrory being the undisputed number one. I think if we get somebody in, and McCrory and Ian other challenges for it um, because I do think McCrory does have to maybe a bit unfair here saying raise his game um, it's not what I mean but he's done everything he's asked him he's been asked of really but he has to he's got a long way to go to get to Alan McGregor levels and I think that's the levels we should be wanting to get for a Rangers goalkeeper he doesn't get that if he's no push so I think he, for me he's definitely in a conversation, but if it is Jack Butland, I know that's a very popular name, but we need somebody for high calibre to come in and, and push against Robbie McCrory. Yeah, absolutely. So, look, uh, pushing into the last five minutes of the game, Mr Todd Cantwell, uh, the guy who is slowly and surely becoming an absolute fan favourite. I think everyone adores him. The quality he brings is unbelievable. And yet another goal or goal contribution today with uh, showing a lot of good awareness. Uh, how did you see his goal? Uh, he just thinks at a different speed for the rest of the Rangers players, doesn't he? He's got all the talent in the world, but I think where really marks the difference to Todd Gamwell, he's, he's like a snooker player, he, he's like two or three steps ahead and you know just having the awareness and the, the reactions to get to the end of that ball with um, like the, the rebound and I think he deserved a goal today as well I think um, he's definitely in the conversation of man in the match not quite my man in the match but um, it's just another the, the biggest compliment I can say is another Cantwell-esque performance um, he's to start to finish I think uh, he was involved in the game and everything we we created he had some some part to play in it whether he's getting the move going or he's linking up with I thought he linked up with um, Tavernier so well today. Um, he allowed Tavernier to get forward some of the, the passes between the, the two and John Lundstrom as well. Um, Todd Cantwell, he's, he's just a player. I don't really know how else I can say it. So you've obviously mentioned about Cantwell close to being man in the match, which I don't think many would disagree. But look, um, Suter got that in the end. Obviously, look, he's hopefully going to be a really big player for us. been very unfortunate with injury, but looked absolutely solid today. How do you see Suter going for us next season and beyond? I, I do I do like Suter and I have enjoyed how he's been playing over the last few few weeks um, when, when he has been featured and I think he complements Golson really well. I think the um, difference between Suter and Davis is um, you know, Suter does while they're both probably similar on the ball, Suter does have that he's defending in him when it's needed and he is a bit more ruthless at the back um, I thought it was interesting today being him being the lead centre half and I thought he, he controlled the back line so well which is something we usually expect for Conor Goldson and when Goldson's not there we do see that drop off a cliff but I thought he spoke Leon Kine right through the game so well and 
I, I think King had a, a really decent game, and you can see the difference between playing somebody like Brian Long's side, somebody like John Suter, than it is James Sands. Um, the only question mark over John Suter is how much is he going to be available, but if he does stay available, we've got an absolute asset on our hands. Obviously, we conceded late on a consolation for Hibs. Do you think that maybe took the shine off a wee bit? And how disappointed do you think McCrory will be finally conceding a goal? I'm sure he was probably eyeing certain records for a clean sheet. So, um, how do you think he'll be feeling after that? I, I was uh, nicknaming him the, the Virgin uh, McCrory after all the clean sheets, but that's um, I spoke too soon. Um, I do like how livid he was um, at conceding that goal, which ultimately meant nothing. Um, it's very Alan McGregor esque. You do want somebody to take pride and no losing any goals regardless of the situation. But the, the goal, for me, doesn't take the shine after Graham. Um, it would have been nice to have a clean sheet, but it didn't alter the game or the outcome at all. So, yeah, that was Easter Road. 3-1 uh, away. Great three points. Again, good um, good finish to the season. And look, all this is um, hopefully going to give some optimism going into next season and I think a big summer ahead. But... Look, as obviously we're on the M8, we're headed back to Glasgow, to Ibrox. Hopefully we're going to see a lot of you guys there. But Colin, how excited are you? Obviously, we've got a chance to, for the women's team to win uh, back-to-back league titles. There's three teams involved. Glasgow City being one of them. Uh, two points ahead of us. We're levelling points with Celtic, but a goal to the good. So, I mean, you'd like to think a good win today. Hopefully sees it over the line for us. Are you excited? Excited in a brown trouser kind of way. The nerves are starting to um, uh, starting to sink in because it's it's a huge game for the women's women's team. And let's be honest, if the, the way the, the season was going about five six weeks ago, if you gave us a chance to win the lead with the last game of the season, the way it was going, I think we all would have had the handoff. Um, but now it's you know it's um, you know while we might have the nerves in the stand, I hope the the players just channel that energy and go in and don't focus on what's happening in the parkhead. All they need to do is just win their own game time, win comfortably. Um, but I'm excited to see how it pans out. It's you know, hopefully the the muscle memory kicks in for for the Rangers women. Um, won the league last year, got the League Cup under their belt now as well this season. Going for a second trophy uh, too and then would set us up nicely for the Scottish Cup final. So hopefully yeah Hopefully the big game mentality that this group of players has will start to kick in again. It's been consistency, it's been a problem this year, but here's hoping um, I we, we put that to bed. You're right in terms of consistency, but I think for me, certainly in the last few weeks, the the women have really turned it on, um, specifically the result last week against Hearts. That was a that was a Hearts team that have taken points off us a couple of times this season, including a, not three weeks ago with a last minute um, equaliser that those two points would have been vital to be fair so look I think we'll turn it on Glasgow City are in a bit of a poor run so look I think if we play our game we can certainly get the, the result we want and look obviously coming down to goal difference is going to add that um, certain nervousness to the to the game but look we're going to have from from what we last see over 12,000 fans at ten Ibrooks today for our women's team which I think is amazing and uh, the game is certainly on that. So do you see a hopefully a great atmosphere in store for, for Ibrooks today, Tom? I think so. It's pretty much a fill of the Sandy's Garden stand and then um, trickling through into the 
uh, Copeland and the Brim one. I think it will be a great atmosphere, and I, I think if we have, you know, the, how much I've seen and I've been lucky enough to be at a couple of those games at Ibrooks, they do respond well to a crowd. So I think, um, you know, I think it's probably the same as the men's team, where you know the the energy between the fans and the the players is is quite a two-way street. Like one when one's up for it, it feeds into the from the terraces to the pitch or vice versa and then you'll get a bit of energy back and it's a two-way street so I hope that's the case today um, and Ibrox is electric What's the score going to be? Um, it's a hard game like as much as Glasgow City have been on a player on the form it's they, they are still a top team and said that I'm going to go 4-1 Rangers and I'm hoping that'll be enough. Me too. Um, look, hopefully you've enjoyed this um, short on the road pod. Uh, the guys will be on later, hopefully. Um, probably discussing in more detail uh, the victory Easter Road today and hopefully um, discussing a title win for all women. Um, hope you enjoy the game if you can see it and we'll catch you soon. Take care, guys.